Coming to you from inside the Waterson Expressway. Greatness started in Louisville, Kentucky. It's the only podcast that misses cahoots. This is What High School Did You Go To? With your hosts, Chris Hatfield and Gabe DeVerge. Let's get Chris up here. Chris is a co-host now. What's up? Not much. <laughs> let's um let's take just I'm a few uh, moments and let some people get in here. Yeah. Uh if uh you know, maybe maybe uh folks in here share share your you're listening in. We just thought, you know, we were gonna we were gonna record, like why not record with the people? You know? It was a big moment. How are you doing, Chris? I'm good, man. Um, hopefully, this is the last NCAA tournament that we watch in a little while that doesn't involve Louisville. Um, but I am enjoying some of the early action. It's fun. Um, I'm happy that I can do nothing tomorrow other than watch basketball. That's great. So that's where it's I'm at. ideal. You know, that's right. it's ideal. Looks like uh, who, who did Bryant just win, right? They didn't start any fights in the. Uh... No, Wright State won. They won pretty handily. Oh, actually. Wright State won. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, my, yeah, my fault. Um, and then Rutgers and Notre Dame tonight. But let's chat. Let's let's get started. P- folks will come in, Chris. Um, yeah, if you're listening on the podcast, you know you you you're missing out right now. But you know we got the folks here. We got Chris here. Um, where do you want to start, Chris? What, what, what's your thoughts? Where are your feelings? Um, our second coaching search in about four years' time ends with uh, the apparent hiring, the immediate and uh, imminent hiring of one Kenny Payne, a former Louisville basketball player, a champion in 1986, for, and coming to us from the New York Knicks, where he was an assistant coach. Chris, you know we've talked a ton about this coaching search. Where are you? Um, what you know? What are your thoughts initially on, on this hire and what it means for Louisville basketball? Have we ever had a coach at the University of Louisville football, basketball, women's basketball, baseball, anywhere you want to put it, that understands the University of Louisville and the city of Louisville more than Kenny Payne? Probably not. I think that's a. I think that's a fair assumption. A fair. A fair thought to say no. So with that in mind, um, that is really exciting about what the possibilities can bring. Um, You know, we just had a guy here at the University of Louisville coaching the basketball team that did not understand the city, (laughs) that did not understand the program, that frankly probably didn't want to be a basketball coach anymore um, towards the end of his tenure. And honestly, while I'm pretty excited about the football team, I still kind of remain pretty confident that we kind of have a guy there that doesn't really understand the the program fully just yet or the city of Louisville. Um, so starting off at that point, I'm really excited that Kenny Payne is here. Um, it is a monumental moment um, in the historic program. Yeah, to have to have the first black coach um, coaching at the city of Louisville, I mean, or the University of Louisville, we have to say that like that is it it means so much to so many people in ways that I can never even attempt to comprehend or understand. Um, But that is that's the main point, the place we got to start, man. Just like, yeah, the second I stopped talking, it's like I probably should have mentioned the the historic nature of this, but that's the part. You know, I think I, I, I keep coming back to and, you know, 
you posting pictures, me posting pictures. And I, I, I didn't expect that part of it to get to me as much as it had. Um, yeah. And, then, and like throughout this coaching search, Kenny Payne wasn't my first choice, but man, when I saw some of those pictures today and I saw some of the old former players tweeting out, like, See that fucking Magic that, that Johnson. Hit, that, hit, that hit me in the feels, dude. Like yeah, that hit me, that hit me in the feels. Like it's it's very cool that there's this gravitational pull now around the program for everyone and anyone to come back and to get this back to where it needs to be. And that is just I don't know. Like we've never had this feeling because there was a split when Ray Bettino was hired. Denny Crum, neither neither me or you can relate to what happened there. I can, <laughs> I, I, I know. I'm like, not going to pretend. What, I'm not going to pretend to know what's really going, what was going on in the streets those days. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I know a little bit of the situation of Denny leaving and Rick taking over. I, I know what happened there, and obviously, reading reading more about it as I grew older, you can begin to understand it a lot more. But Louisville as a program has never been in this place to where it's just like, yo, all you former players, you built this. Now let's go build it again. And that right there is that's gotta be pumped up, man. How are how are you feeling? I, I'm 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 pretty pretty close with you. I'm um uh, Kenny Payne wasn't my first pick, probably wasn't my second. Um you know, there were probably a few times I'd convinced myself he wasn't the third, my third pick, but I, I, I understand why we're here, how we got here. What was the, you know, both the, 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 the good and the bad reasons why we're here. And, um, I'm ready to build. I'm, I'm ready to get in. You, you retweeted our buddy Jiggy, who was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm just hyped. I'm just, I'm just hyped to get this going. I'm hyped to start a new era, an era. Um, and, and, and it does, it means so much. And, and you and I have talked so much about this city, what this city means, the culture of this city, the culture of this fan base, you know, the state of the fan base, what, you know, how it's changing, um, and, and I tweeted something out that I, I'll you know say again, but I, I think this is a real opportunity to really recognize the folks who live to the west of the arena of the Yum Center, and to focus on everyone and not just the corporate people who live down close, but the people who live up in the rafter rafters and who went to every single damn game at Freedom Hall, and and you know who who uh, you know. You know, aren't as interested in 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 the hoity, you know, and in, in, in the sweets part of it, and the, uh, you know, the fancy part of it. You know, the it's it's a real opportunity to unite this community and make Louisville basketball about everyone in the city of Louisville, and and go back to the go back to the pride of it. Um, I watched. Uh, I, I don't know if you've seen it yet, Chris, or I'm sure some folks in here saw the first episode of the Bobani Jones show. On, um, I on HBO, and he he, he does a whole spiel about Coach K, which I, I I won't really ruin, but you know I I didn't I didn't realize that people called the 1980 Louisville Cardinals the Blackbirds. I didn't know yeah. that. Um, and I you know it's I, I think for a lot of reasons we don't talk about that. You know some some both inside the city, some outside. I think some folks maybe don't want to confront that fact that, that they did that. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. That's not the point of this podcast. I, I just, I, I'm really interested in caring about the, 
you know, not 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 just the African American heritage, but just the urban heritage. The fact that this is a city, this is the city's team. This is this isn't this isn't a team led by a dude who wants to be on the lake house anymore. You know? Yeah, and this and <laughs> what uh, besides some of that, what Kenny brings back is some of that. You know, fuck you, attitude. Exactly. Like this isn't this isn't a this isn't a school for the state of Kentucky. This is a school for the city of Louisville, and it is built on the city of Louisville and the identity of Louisville. And the identity of Louisville is blue collar people, and it's re- I mean, it's kind of recruiting local, but it's people that say you're not going to do this, and then you do those things. <laughs> like it's never been the prestigious university of of the state of Kentucky. It's never been any of those things. It's constantly been the underdog that had to overachieve and do these things. And now we're in this position to do it again. And I, I mean, that's the perfect guy to, to lead, to, to, to kind of build around that program. Again, like it, it's almost like we're kind of rediscovering our identity as a program a little bit because it, it's I been taken agree. away over the last five years. Like I there, hasn't, there hasn't been it. How many times throughout the Chris Mack era have we said, what are we? Like, what do people think when they hear Louisville basketball minus the easy NCAA stripper jokes? Like, what do they think about them as a basketball program? How do they play? Do they press? Do they are they gritty? Are they are they tough nosed? Do they score a lot? What do they do? And I mean, we're we have a real opportunity to bring some pride back into this basketball program, and that means everything. You can't calculate just how much that means like just getting some momentum behind Louisville basketball again it, right it's i mean it's immeasurable and you have a real opportunity to do that um just no but just really quick off that i want to jump because you, you you started to talk about it in the ward you didn't say that i just kept came coming to mind was reset it's such like a good opportunity to reset both that and, and if there's anyone that's going to be able to reset not just when, when you think about locally um, you know, I'm, I'm stealing a take from my buddy Taylor, who I, I told him I was going to steal this take. But someone so well liked nationally by like Kenny Payne is. I, I mean, fucking Magic Johnson tweeting about the Louisville basketball coach. Yeah. You, you are going to have a media that is now not going to jump to that lowest common denominator scandal they're not they're not going to do it as it's not easy to do anymore you're going to have still some of that until there's achievement that puts that on the back burner but what you're saying is there's just someone that generally people like and people didn't like chris mack (laughs) which is i mean a a whole nother thing but what do you want to hear from kenny when he speaks um I want to hear about that identity. I want to hear about what 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 is the program that he wants to build? What is the Louisville? What does it mean to him? What does it mean? What does he want it to mean to the fans? What does he want it to mean to the players? Um, my favorite Louisville basketball intro of all time was just like Rick Pitino talking about how the fans like they just don't give a yeah, shit about anything right, in the Louisville right, basketball. Yeah, I already, yeah, I already and, know what you're talking about. Yeah. And, like, and everyone, everyone listening who knows exactly what intro I'm talking about. And it's that's what I want. I know Kenny Payne knows what that feels like. I know he knows what that means. And he's been at Kentucky and he's seen what it means at Kentucky. And mm-hmm. he knows how it's different. And he knows how we're different than they are. And I, I'm just incredibly excited to hear that vision from him. And, and um, you know, I, it does not seem like Kenny Payne is is the most um, 
you know, uh, electrifying personality. It does, and, and and I think at some points in this in this kind of coaching search, I think that's what I may have been looking for. But I think, and that's that's a that's an interesting thing that you hit on. I'll let you finish your go ahead. No, no, well, up, but. you go ahead. I mean, I, I my my only other point is just like I, I I'm willing, I'm perfectly okay with that not being the case. If we substitute that for passion, I'm not asking him to be, you know, Jawan Howard and, and sob at the stand, but I, I want him to to be able to speak to everyone who's, you know, fucking hated the last you know, six years of of Louisville basketball. There's been so few highs. I want him to. I want him to be like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm here to let's let's build this together. You know, you said that at the top, and I keep coming back to that. That's, that's no, I'm just. Good... I, 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 I'm curious about kind of how he balances that because I don't know Kenny very well, but I, you know, I've watched some press conferences at Kentucky. I watched him while he was there, just by happenstance. I, mm-hmm. you know, I listened to some of his press conferences and it's not a guy that strikes you than a, a larger than life personality of what's drawn. You know, if you asked two months ago, what do you want in the next level coach? Um, you know, maybe the second point or the third point was probably a big personality. Like, I think that's probably what drummed up some of the emotions of, uh, you know, a few people wanting Bruce Pearl or or, or things like that is because they wanted that Rick Bettino type personality or someone that has a a pull about them. Exactly. I don't know if Kenny has it in that same way, but I almost think that doesn't matter when you when you have so much excitement about just him being the guy. I mean, like. People call into radio shows and they're t- they're talking about this guy like I don't know it's it's crazy to hear just how fond memories they have of him as a player and what they think about him as a person and they almost speak to and maybe they do but it's almost everybody that calls in speaks about him like they know him on a personal level mm-hmm. and that is super super unique at louisville because rick was not a guy rick was not a man of the people chris yeah he's not gonna (laughs) shake your hand and be like hey i know you that's that's yeah that's bill i know you you're my buddy like and chris mack was not that guy either even though he faked it like hell (laughs) he didn't like talking to people he didn't like media he didn't like press conferences he had the whole roosters thing but he was not that guy at all he tried to be but he wasn't so now you have that guy, and I'm curious how that fits in here at, at the University of Louisville. You know, I hearken back to, what was it, two years ago that they had the whole um, lineup intros where it was like them filming in the West End and filming in the Dirt Bow yeah. and things like that. Didn't it almost just looking back now feel pretty fake? Well, the first thing I remember about that, Chris, is that there there weren't many folks who looked like they lived in the West End in that. <laughs> like yeah. Like they invited all the fans and it just it just ended up looking like the people who sit, you know, down close to the, the floor of the Yum Center. And so like that just like you're right. Like that felt so fake. And and they had the you know, they had the guy, the, the gentleman who um who, you know, has always been the PA announcer at the Dirt Bowl and they had a few mm-hmm. folks. It wasn't but it was, it was still, you know, it, it was still 85% white people, <laughs> it was, you know, yeah. like it just, it was, and they wanted it to be the certain thing. And you're right. It felt fake. It didn't feel real. And I, I, it's, it's, it just seems like, it seems like Kenny has now Kenny. And I think the people who Kenny is going to fill the program with and surround himself with have an opportunity to really make that, you know, 
the a, a, you know a legitimate outreach a a a, a more uh, authentic outreach um and, and i'm super excited for that so where uh, i guess just you know fan base buy-in is probably the main objective from kenny Payne. is there a, a, what do you think the buy-in is right now just him being the guy it seems i mean i we haven't even talked about the unity of it i, I think he is the unity candidate I, 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 I have seen of people who even were skeptical and people who I talked to were skeptical. I think there's still skepticism. I don't, I, we're, 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 we're at the beginning of this, of this roller coaster of sorts. And so you're always going to be most excited at the beginning, of course, and you're, you're heading up the hill. Um, I, I, I think the concerns, I don't want to just sound like we're just, oh, this is going to be 100% slam dunk grand slam, because I do have concerns. I think the ceiling's very high, and I also think the, flo- the floor is potentially low as well. And I yeah, think I think, it, I think even, it's more fair to talk about that once we hear Kenny speak. And of course, no, there, that's definitely, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that. But, even, but my point in, in mentioning that is I think the people who have even been on that, been really concerned about the floor, I've heard them be like, you know what? Let's do this. I'm in. I'm all the way in. And just the idea, like you said, the idea of somebody who understands Louisville. I, you know, a lot of my friends don't live here anymore. They they live across the country. It's just like the idea of someone that just it is. It's about home. It's about it's about the city. And you know, even though Kenny's, you know, he's he's from you know, I think Dothan, Mississippi, if I recall correctly. Um, it, you know, he understands the city. He understands what it means, what Louisville basketball actually means in giving it an identity. And the, it's it's a lot easier to buy in that way when you have someone that you know is going to cultivate that. I mean, because we're, we're kind of kidding ourselves if we don't say that we're at a crossroads as an athletic department. No I question. think that I think that some of the, you know, the football expectations have always been mixed. They've never been to where we can pinpoint and say, you, know, you want to win eight wins, nine wins every year. Some people are happy with six wins. Some people are happy with sat doing this. Some people are happy with doing mm-hmm. that. There's never been, I would say the most probably unity around expectations around football has been like 50% of the fan base at that. But basketball you, you feel like you've always had that until mm-hmm. the last few years. And that has gotten muddy. And, you know, when something like that gets muddy, I worry about becoming Indiana basketball. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I do. Like, you yeah, see, definitely. You, you see the, the attendance this year. You see the year before. The last time I remember being the Yum Center being extremely loud was that home game against Michigan. Um, when, when Lowell was, God, it's so freaking insane to think that Lowell was the number one team in the country, what, two years ago? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they were, and that's, that's the loudest I remember. So I'm trying to kind of calculate in my head just how much that buy-in means. I think it means everything. I mean, the first game, you go to the first game and maybe you have, maybe they have a 19-win season. I I don't know what they're going to do next year. I don't know who's going to be here. None of that. But if that place is jumping, if the Yum Center is loud and people are excited and people are wearing mobile gear around town and people are saying go-karts and people have pride in the university, that is so much bigger than any win-loss record in your first season. Like that is so much bigger than that. I feel like I completely, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. I, I, I've already told a few folks. I think my expectation for their first years is, is is make the tournament. I think as any Louisville fan, what you would want is I think that's always a, a baseline expectation. 
um, just you know, without the idea of what is actually going to be on this roster. I think that's fair, but I, I'm so interested in. Gosh, it's been so un, so like not fun to be a Louisville basketball fan for the last 24 months almost. You know, Kid since, since, since the pandemic. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, but just like specifically, just like I, 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 I didn't go to many games. I didn't go to many games for a lot of reasons. But just like even giving the even giving the tickets away was was a chore, and it's just it's <laughs> never been that way. It's never been yeah. that way. And um, I don't know. It's 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 tough. Um, I want to make sure we get some folks. I'm sure some folks have some thoughts. So any any other thoughts before before we we open this up? No, man. I mean, I want to hear Kenny speak tomorrow. And once we hear Kenny speak tomorrow, I want to have more of a conversation about expectations because that's a natural progression of this conversation. But right now. I think the talk is about the fan base and about buying in the fan base because because that's step one. Because right now, it's not that way, but it feels like a dead program at the moment. It really does. Yeah, it 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 it, it does. It, it's it's difficult to think about. Um, it's we'll, we'll see. I, I I'm I'm so interested in what he says. I. I I went back and did. Uh, I've heard a few people say, "Oh, I went back and tried to listen to any time he talked," and I, I don't have a good idea of what 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 he might say or what. So I, I'm so interested from that point of view, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I went back and listened to a few pressers a day, and like I said, I, I heard some by happenstance just with his days at Kentucky, and um, yeah, no, I'm I'm really interested because I have no clue. He was never really in front of a mic with New York. Um, you really just have, you know, sideline mannerisms to judge. Um, so I don't know. I, I I don't know what the press conference is going to look like. I don't know if it's going to excite the fan base. I don't know if it's going to keep the status quo. I, I don't know. I don't know what the personality of Kenny Payne is. But I'm, you know, I'm extremely excited to say that. I, I hope that we have a date um, really soon and, and kind of get this thing across the finish line because I guess it does bear mentioning that it's not officially official yet. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all over. There's, there's no reason to think that (laughs) I got you. I got you. Let's, uh, if anyone wants to hop up and, uh, you know, request, you know, we'll, we'll definitely take that. Um, yeah. And, and start talking about things. Um, what I, Chris, I guess, you know, a a thought I've been having is what, what do you want to hear from, um, you know, Josh Hurd will probably have an opportunity to speak. Is there any thoughts you have or questions that you have, you'll have for him um, in terms of thinking about what, you know, how this process went, you know, any questions you have on that front? I would love to know just how many different people he spoke to, like get input around, because we know like the, the main contenders, the junior Bridgman's, um, the Butch Beard's, the Jerry's, they had their input, but I, you know, I would be curious. I, I was a little, it was just a weird quote from Tim Sullivan. I guess it was two days ago where Mary Nixon, what is she? The, she has a pretty prestigious position within the university, but she basically she's, told Josh. I think she's like the head of the, uh, of the board of trustees. Yeah. She told Josh heard that she didn't want to know anything about the coaching search. Yeah, um, I just thought that was a bizarre quote, and I didn't really understand that. Um, but I, I didn't, I didn't know how to take it. Um, so I'd be curious to know how many people he sought out, 
Um, as far as the interviews go, I do think that Louisville took swings that a few people had missed. Um, I will remain pretty strong on that. I have a lot of good reasons to think that was the case. Um, and you know, that, that is what it is. Um, it, it's kind of hard to believe that they interviewed anyone else because, you know, there's an NCAA tournament going on and anybody they would have interviewed are probably in the NCAA tournament. Um, so, right. But I do think they, they kind of sought out through some agents and whatnot and, and seek some interest from other people to see how much of a coaching search they wanted to make. I said throughout that this was a really tough spot for, for Joshua to be because, you know, if he did want to kind of wait, and and see if one of these teams gets eliminated in the NCAA tournament and then really try to have an interview with someone, he was going to take the risk of losing out on hiring Kenny Payne. Right. I mean, the first time the job came around, obviously Kenny was pretty slighted about having an interview that really wasn't an interview. Um, it was more kind of just for optics because everyone yeah. knew that Chris Mack yeah. was the guy. So that was kind of a tough position for him to – to be in i thought um do you think that this moves the needle anyway for you and josh Hurd being the athletic director i we haven't had really any discussions about that because it's so hard to have discussions about that like you know like three coaches you want it's really hard to have three athletic directors you want like you know what i mean like it, it it's difficult but what do you, what do you think <laughs> about that i that's a really good question. Um, I had someone smart kind of tell me that like weirdly someone's probably going to have someone who is a athletic director candidate is probably going to have more issues with a lack of president than a coaching candidate would have with a lack of athletic director. That makes sense. Just because those things change and, and, and in so many ways a coach a coach is so beholden to the fans and the, the fan base and, and the results on the field and um, an athletic director has like an actual person who, you know, like th- th- there's no wins and losses. Like, yeah, there are, but, but, but no, Chris or uh, Josh Harrod is not going to be graded on how Jeff Walls does in the NCAA tournament. Like that's, he's just, sure. that's not going to happen. So uh, I'm, I'm, I am interested in what that all will mean. I think I just don't even I, know what the what the interview process is because there's not like yeah I mean Dan McDonald's they, they locked him up for a new contract uh-huh. Jeff Walls has been locked up for a new contract you know Kenny Payne his performance isn't really going to be evaluated through the lens of an athletic director because there was so much of a public outcry for him to be the guy so what baseline do you have to go by? I mean, navigating navigating through turmoil and saying, "Hey, this guy, you know, made a bunch of people happy, and he was able to kind of go through that." I, I mean, maybe some points. It did seem like it was a pretty leak-free coaching cert, but in the same token, there were a bunch of people that said throughout <laughs> that Kenny Payne was the guy. So, I don't know. <laughs> like that's that's an there. There's so many questions facing this university, and my God, that I'm so sick of the questions facing the university. We're hopefully um, answering some of those questions, but that that's the biggest one going forward is kind of him and what you think about him, and you really don't have a whole lot to grade him on. Still, it's hard to say. Yeah, no, it's I. I have no clue. I, I have no clue what the actual you know 
it seems like everything has has pointed to them doing an actual nationwide search. I mean, I I don't know. I, I don't think this was as big of a. I, I don't think that Junior Bridgman and folks being on this committee was is is as big a deal as maybe some folks want it. You know, want to make it seem like it might be. I disagree um, with you. You disagree with that? As far as like their input? Not necessarily. No, well, uh, the fact that I mean more so the fact that that Josh Hurd you know hired Kenny Payne, and then that means that Junior Bridgman is going to be like okay, now he can be the athletic director. Okay, I, I, I see what you're saying, but you know, like a few podcasts ago, I kind of went on the rant about is Kenny is is Josh Hurd making the hire, or is it everyone else around the university? No, I get what you're saying. I get that, and I uh, I still don't know if I know the answer to that. <laughs> um, but no, I, I hear what you're saying. I don't think there's going to be anybody that's going to say because he did this, then he needs to be the guy, which is yeah, kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's a really difficult question to answer going forward, for sure. We'll get a lot of answers. We'll um, you know we'll we'll, we'll definitely figure out. Um, <laughs> what, uh, maybe I don't know. Josh Hurd, he definitely keeps things close to the to the best. That's that's clearly um, that's clearly what he's all about. And you know, even though everyone knew, I don't know. I I feel like. I, there were so many times that people, you know, I, the people who quote him, who said it was a done deal and it was always going to be Kenny Payne. Like, I think they're like, yes, they, they can say that they were correct, but to, I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the idea that, um, that Josh Hurd was, was leaking or things that anything was, was coming out from his end. I think it was a pretty clo- close search. Um, here, here, here's something for you though. Please. I do. I, I, I do think there's something to be said that, I go back to what I said a few podcasts ago. If like, if Josh Hurd is making this decision because he thinks it's the best interest in the university, then great. But if he's making this decision because it's all the public pressure and everything else, I do have to pause a little bit because, I mean, the fans basically decided. I'm not going to say everyone because obviously this fan base has been split forever. There's always going to be a fraction of people that didn't want this to happen. But the fans basically decided for Bobby Vitrino 2.0. Like there was a public push <laughs> for that to happen. So if we're going to be making hires through the lens of a fan going forward, just because it worked with Kenny Payne, I'm not sure that's something I want in my athletic director. So I, again, I, I do like go back to – I want to know how many people were spoken to. I want to know how much of this was a mutual decision or if this is Josh saying, okay, I listened to your input. Your input's valid. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Because that's that's a big distinction, man. Sorry. No, I think that's definitely – it is a big distinction. It is, it is a huge difference. And um, I don't know how – you know. I don't know how, how forthcoming he's going to be. <laughs> I guess it's my point. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're never going to know the answer, but I do think you can ask some type, you know, some probing questions and kind of figure out um, 
what the ultimate decision was and kind of who it laid on. And but, I can definitely see him being tomorrow, like, you know, this is Kenny's day. This is about Kenny and the basketball program. I'm not going to answer the questions about the search and someone, you know, the Jeff, the Jeff Greer's, the Brett Dawson's of the world. Someone will write the, the definitive, here's what happened in the coaching search sometime before the next season starts, I imagine. Um, but I'll just you know, I, I'll just keep being a contrarian because there's a bunch of thoughts that are just <laughs> in my head. So no, I think, think it's a good question. I mean, do you think some of the leaks that were pushed out there because there was a little bit of momentum for Mick Cronin? Like, do you think some of that was legitimate, or was was it Josh Hurd saying, "Can I w- would I get some backlash for this, or, or or do fans really want this guy, or is there another guy I can actually look at and I can wait and I can take a risk?" Like, was it Josh Hurd kind of taking in that information and saying, "Man, the fans really freaking hate this guy," because every single person I talked to about Mick Cronin said absolutely not. There was about. I don't know, maybe 10 to 15% of the fan base that had this big, strong Mick Cronin urge, but the rest of them said, they hired this guy, I'm out. So was uh, I think some of those leaks were probably intentional, right? No, 100%. That's what I was about to say. Here, here's my read on the Mick Cronin, some of it opinion, some of it like from people I trust who I, I, I deem it as likely fact. Um, I, I think the, the majority of the Cronin buzz was from his end of people. I mean, his brother is is a pretty prominent person in the local horse racing scene. My God damn um, Cronin. <laughs> um, it seemed like, it, it, you know, I, I, I talked to people who were like, you know, he kind of wants to come home. And I've just been told that he miss he doesn't he doesn't really feel like he fits in in, in L.A. It, it seemed like it was all people on that end. And then. It sounds like my, my my read is that Hurd looked into it and deemed that I think he's got like a six point five seven million dollar buyout, mm-hmm. and it sounds like he kind of told those same guys, "All right, well, you got to help us come up with the money." <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, <laughs> and I don't it, know where it went from there. That was the last I had heard at that point, and it, well, and, on, and then I think as that was happening, it kind of contributes to what you're saying. Where every you know fifteen percent was all in, and everyone else like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> no, it, it's funny to say that Mick Cronin isn't like happy in California because go look at his brother's tweets and tell me if he's happy in California. I can probably tell you that those two probably share a similar viewpoint about the state of California. So that's fun. well, I mean, I I think maybe you, <laughs> I, I maybe I misspoke. I meant that he's unhappy in California. That he's no, he, that, he's, that, that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. <laughs> um, but. No, I am like curious how much of that was pushed out from Herds in because that was coming from multiple people. I mean, there were people pushing the Mick Cronin. There were people throwing around Chris Holtman's name. That was a really big buzz. And I I wonder if it was like a play on Josh Herd's part to kind of appease the Kenny Payne people that weren't very excited to say, you know, it could be worse. Or if it was for him to say, do they like this guy better? what do I want to do? Do I want to make the fans happier? Do I want to, do I want to hire the best guy for the program? I, I just find all that interesting because it's seemingly like, especially the Chris Holtman stuff, which was thrown around for, I would say a week straight. Like that was nothing. There was never really any contact with them. It was just kind of blossomed out of thin air. Um, I think there's was some real like, 
juice behind the Scott Drew stuff just because I, I, I remain pretty strong in the belief that Scott Drew isn't happy at Baylor. I would say he leaves at some point. Um, I do think I learned that from this coaching search. I didn't know that before. He's pretty unhappy there. But some of the guys that were thrown around, um, it, it truly was out of thin air, really. I, I I absolutely agree, especially on the Holtman. The Holtman point to me, the Holtman one kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. The um, it, it was it, it was just like, hey, you know, Holtman's kind of I, I'm, is back in it is, and that <laughs> yeah, absolutely right, came yeah. out of nowhere. And apparently, KSR was like saying, oh, they should have hired Holtman. Blah blah blah. blah. It's like, what, was it all Kentucky fans that, that were behind the Holtman thing because he was a Kentucky fan? I, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. <laughs> Uh, just, you know, we're talking about Kentucky fans. Just want to really quickly note, uh, uh, Shepard is like down by 13 points at the end of the third quarter in, uh, in, in the sweet 16. I think that'd be really funny if he lost in the first round. <laughs> um, there's anything before we got Ty who, who wants to hop up. We'll, we'll bring him up. Ty, you should be good to go. Hey, real quick on the Holman stuff. So, like, I I believe – I've run a pretty good record that Holman and his camp spoke to UofL, and he laid out this big, big plan. And apparently, like, it, it really went over well. So, like, I don't know how much of a shot he had, but – I think I think he definitely got to uh, give his uh, give his pitch for sure. Presumably, too, you would say tied to the to the search, correct? Probably, correct. Right? Yes, yeah. But I just wanted to add that I, in there. I'll hop off. No, I appreciate that. No, no, you can. What are your takes? What do you? What are your feelings? Where are you at? You you've been covering this as as much as anyone. What's where where are you at? How are you feeling? What what are you wanting to see out of out of Kenny tomorrow? Well, like first off, I know Chris tweeted this out. Like um, at one point, you know, he said he didn't feel like Kenny Payne would be the guy. And to be honest, like myself and Travis both you know, posted updates echoing that thought. Um, so the thing that I'm wondering is like, what do you all think? I mean, there, cause there w- was some definite buzz that, you know, Kenny was out or he de- wasn't going to take the job. Um, so that, that whole smoke screen was odd to me. Um, but if Kenny wasn't going to take the job, I always felt like it was because he felt like he owed it to World Wide West to stay up uh, with him. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you know, someone, someone told me basically that the only, only person that would have more influence on Kenny than worldwide West was junior Bridgman. Um, so I really do think junior Bridgman and, and uh, Wade Houston behind the scenes play, played a big role in getting Kenny here. Um, but I, I think, I think it's, I think it's the right hire. Um, you know, I think, you know, Travis even said like, there's some AAU programs that have already reached out and basically are like, we weren't sending our kids to Louisville uh, for whatever reason, but that's changing now. So, I mean, just from the recruiting standpoint, you, you got to be excited from the, from the influx of talent. Um, but, but that's all I really got. I'm done rambling. I'll, I'll hop off here. Get your else. Oh, good. No, I love, I, no, I, I, I appreciate it. There were two points there that I want to jump on. So I'm glad you said that. Uh oh, Chris, 
I'm here. I, I, I keep cutting out, but I'm good. Um, you know, he said the second part about, you know, there were some AAU programs that were saying they weren't going to send their kids to Louisville. That is a very, very real thing. Like, that is very, very real. Um, I don't know what really caused that to to permeate over the last few years. I would say it was probably the head guy in charge. But locally, there were guys saying that, that they didn't want to go to Louisville. I I do think some of the David Johnson stuff um, and kind of the way his career went at the University of Louisville contributed to that in a big way, um, a a big way. So that is something that, you know, you don't really have to – expand upon it more than that um but just you know kids being able to kind of go to louisville and their coaches saying yeah you should go there um is you know it's a thing um that was a real thing that happened secondly he talked about you know how much there were some smoke screens and and stuff like that i do think it's very important to to note that i i want to know that Kenny is fully committed and all in on the job. And, you know, I, I think I have the answer to that. I think it's a resounding yes. But we had so much back and forth about Kenny wants to be a coach. Kenny doesn't want to be a coach. Kenny wants to be at Louisville. Kenny doesn't want to be at Louisville. And you never really got the full answer. I mean, over the past few weeks, I've had some conversations with people that are talk to Kenny on a daily basis that were adamant that he wasn't taking the job. And I don't know if that was because he felt slighted because there were personal agendas or, or, or what was going on, but there were so much politics going on over the last few weeks that you never really got a clear answer on what was happening throughout. I mean, I, I made that one tweet and I was like, I promised to myself, I, I'm not going to talk about this anymore because Every six to seven hours, it changes where the wind flows. Like we, I never really felt it was going to happen until today. Like today was the first chance I was like, okay, this is really going to happen. I just rambled a bunch and threw you a bunch of stuff, Gabe. But feel free to jump <laughs> on whatever. Sorry. About that. He just, he, he, no, he no, I think on, it's he, good. He, he, he hit a few notes. It was so I, many good points. Point. I, I think I think the recruiting point is probably the easiest one to take up. And we haven't talked a ton about recruiting, but I think um you know, I, I, I think that's obviously something Louisville fans are super excited about. We've talked about culture, we've talked about narrative, we talked about what it means and the history and all that. But the but the you know, the, the, the when you talk about the bare bones of it, you know, Louisville fans are excited about recruiting. Louisville fans are excited about the prospect of getting those AAU relationships. So absolutely having that and and I, I think the one thing when when I talked to some folks who were skeptics and I you know myself being a skeptic and I, the 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 thing the things about Kenny that I was interested in is it, it was the, the the talent evaluation and the talent development. Um, so knowing yeah, that we're going to have some of those relationships back, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm an X fan. I, I I, I got <laughs> I watched so I watched more games last year of the Knicks than I've, I think of like watch not ever but you know definitely in the last five to ten years probably five five ish years uh, I, I watch him as as much as i absolutely could and it, it was so it was terrible but it was so clear that 
Randall was just a new person and, and, and just hearing him every time he could, I, I followed, you know, all of the writings about the team because they were a super fun team to, to seem like to just, just be around and just the vibes, like, you know, as, as terrible as being coached by Tom Thibodeau is, it did seem like it was, it was a fun team that they were having fun. And Randall had every chance just talked about KP every chance and talked about how pain had revitalized his career. And yeah, we, I'm sorry, I'm, 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 I'm jumping on you, but I just wanted to say we spent an hour after every every big Louisville loss. We talked about talent development, talent development, talent development. What is Chris Mack doing, and that these players are the same as they've been here? And I'm so like, if if anything is a reaction, it's to me that is that I know that this guy is going to get more out of players, and they're going to grow in their times here. Absolutely, and. Gabe, man, like it's not this, but I'll, I'll I'll compare it to this, but it's not this. But towards the end of the Chris Mack era, because the guy hated recruiting so much, I do compare it to the end of the Bobby Petrino era, where there's local guys and he's just like whatever. Like, yeah, Blake Wesley wanted to come to Louisville. He's on my TV screen right now. He wanted <laughs> to come to Louisville. And Chris Mack is reaching out to a, a national recruiting analyst who doesn't think he's any good. And he's like, all right, I'm good. I'm not going to bother, you know, evaluating this dude or anything else. I'm just going to listen to one recruiting analyst. and I'm, I'm going to go about my business. And, you know, Blake Wesley's the – I don't know if he was the ACC freshman of the year, but he should have been. Really good score. Would have been really great on this team. But there's so many other stories. Like I've told you about him with Luke Murray at Xavier in an in-home visit with Aliota Sumo, and they're telling him he's not Chris Paul, so we're going to move on. I don't know who you think you are, guy, but you're not that guy. Like, I <laughs> Like, bro, I mean, I Mac was whatever as a human being. People had their opinions. Like, he was always kind to me and – I'm grateful for that, but he didn't want to be a basketball coach at the end of the day. Like he didn't like any of the job. And it, it, and because of that, there's a lot of loose ends to pick back up. No question. No question. I, I think he, he want you know, he, he thought it was going to be a lot more like Xavier than it ended up being. And, I, I don't know. It's 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 we 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 spent we spent so much time talking about it. it's. I think that's. I, I just am saying all this to th- to say that I think KP is absolutely in in a lot of ways just the antithesis of what Chris Mack was here. You know, may, maybe not. You know, Chris Mack was ten years ago at, at Xavier, or six years ago at Xavier, um, but I think he's. It, just that mentality. And I, I'm very excited for him from that perspective. I think, I think in those respects, the ceiling is incredibly high. Um, and, and I, it excites me. It ex- excites me tremendously. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. What you're going to say. Well, I was just going to say, I was going to invite, you know, we, we all had tie. I want to make sure if anyone's got any takes, well, we want to hear your takes. These are fun when we hear your takes when you can, when you can bring things in and, and talk. So hop on up. If you, if you'd like to join us, we, we would, we, we'd love to have you uh, go ahead, Chris. No, just back to the whole, you know, you're saying kind of opposite of, uh, of Chris Mack. I, yeah. I mean, I was just kind of re like, kind of echo what you were saying. I mean, 
there was really no development throughout the tenure of, of that guy being here. Um, you, you talk about some of the Kentucky bigs, um, Julius Randall's most notable one. I'm excited about that. Um, you know, I was just going to echo what you were saying. Um, do you have any concerns about his buy-in to the job? Because, like, you know, he interviewed in Mississippi State, interviewed with DePaul. There was always some t- some type of, like, deal that didn't allow it to happen. And you may- maybe it was for greener pastors, and I totally understand that. But for me, that is a legitimate concern because there was just a guy here that wasn't totally bought into the job. Lovum is a basketball psycho. Like, yeah. and given what they're under right now, and I think some of the NCAA stuff has been played way out of proportion um, based upon how it is hurting the program, like, tangibly. I think you can work around that. But you still need a guy that is addicted to basketball. Any question for you that Kenny Payne is not that guy? I I feel less like that's the case for some reason. I I don't know. Like uh, to me, the the questions are, are the big, they they are like similar in that they're the basketball style questions is what are we going to do? Those are the obvious ones. I'm just trying to pinpoint some of the ones that maybe aren't the more obvious, but no, no. Oh, I, I think that's an absolutely fair thought, and I, I, I'm interested in hearing some of his answers to, to some of those. Um, I, the, the Knicks are not. You know, we talked about the Knicks great season last year. They're not in a good situation right now. So, like, maybe it's not like it's presumptuous for me to say that he would have had a job somewhere else if, if even if if uh, Tom Thibodeau gets fired, which apparently he he's not going to get fired anytime soon, is the latest being reported. That's a shame. Um, yeah, it's a shame, shame for you. It's a shame for you. It's entertaining. For me, <laughs> this isn't a uh, this. Yeah, this isn't the Knicks sports hour. Uh, but you know, it does. It, I, I I think he has such a reputation in the NBA that it wasn't. You know, it didn't necessarily. He would have found another job. I I I I don't know what happened exactly. At at, at the the uh, the Paul offered like three different stories, and I know even less about. Uh, Mississippi State in terms of in terms of how that happened but I do I I feel I'm interested in his answer to the buy-in to the buy-in type of question but I do feel like he wouldn't have like taken this job if he wasn't I think as a person who cares about this program who's been involved in it I don't see him being the type of person that like is going to take it with like reservations like he's got to be committed, and I think the reason why everyone rallied around him is because they knew that he was and he would be committed. But I am, know, things I am, can change. Maybe, 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 maybe he—that's how he feels now. In six months, it, it could be different. Uh, but, well, that's something that's super hard to 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 gauge. I think even in the moment. This may sound a little weird coming out, but I'm going to try to explain it as best as I can. Um, it's a little fascinating to me. A lot of times in a position like this, when you're a former player and, you know, there's been a lot of people trying to hire you. I say a lot of people, and there's really been two people that have tried to hire, but Kenny Payne's been pretty highly sought after um, and, and talked about through a few years. Generally, when that happens, you, you come into a position and you have a lot of pressure and you feel like you'd have a whole lot of pressure when you're going back to your all monitor and you'd have this whole... You're going to save this university. You're going to build this up and you're going to 
get us back to where we need to be. There is some of that, but it doesn't feel like the pressure's really been put on Kenny Payne just yet. Like, do you feel any of that? It, it almost kind of feels like he's free free rowing a little bit in these first few years. Am, am I correct on that assumption, or, or do you feel differently? It, it's a, I, that part's that part's interesting to me because that's really rare. Like, generally, a lot of times it would be like, "You better not fuck up." <laughs> I think I think it's both like less. If if this makes any sense, I I get where you're coming from. I think it's both like less and more. I I've had several people like you know what do you want out of him what are your expectations et cetera et cetera and we said we're gonna you know try and say that after we hear what he says but I'm struggling with those like hard thoughts because I don't I, I don't know a hundred percent what the shape of his program is what is his vision what does it look like you know we we know what we think it's gonna be but I want to hear from him so I both am more forgiving in terms of. Okay, well, you know, I'm I'm gonna let this cake bake just a little bit, and also like, if he if if we fuck this up, we're IU, you know, <laughs> if we fuck this up, we're Tennessee football, <laughs> you know, right. and, like I I I'm both like not freaking out and like okay, being patient about it while also simultaneously freaking out about it, and I think for right now the not freaking out part's winning out, but I do know in the back of my mind. This was a coaching hire we needed to nail. We, we absolutely cannot go another three to five years of languishing in this in between, you know, worrying if Greg Gumbel is going to say our name at the end of the, the, the show. You know, uh, we, we can't be doing that for the next three to five years. That would be horrendous. Um, it, it would it would just be really bad. And and so I'm 100 percent on that. But also. I still need to – I feel like – and maybe this goes back to what you're saying in terms of commitment. I need to know what it looks like from Kenny Payne. I need to know. Yeah. No, I I, I totally hear you. Um, I think we can kind of wrap it up, man. Yeah. Um, we're going to do another one of these for sure. We're going to have a lot of things to talk about. But like you said, before we start drawing lines in the sand, before we start saying this, this needs to happen – it is only fair that we let Kenny Payne speak and kind of outline his vision for the program and what he wants and kind of let some of the chips fall. Um, I have some thoughts in my head about what I think about this program should be in the next few years, but I'm going to reserve those, um, you know, at least for a few days because he's earned that. Like, you know, he's, he's earned the right to, to have his moment speak, and then we can react. We'll have plenty of time to put the expectations on Louisville basketball on Kenny Payne. <laughs> it's going to be – not... uh, no, You're laughing because, like, it's literally going to be the prevailing conversation. What we're going to do is what we did for the summer of last year before football. That's what every podcast we're going to do for a year straight is going to be. So I hope you're ready for it. I cannot wait to talk about every Instagram like of DJ Wagner for the next 12 months. Uh, Well, thanks everyone for for listening in. And if you're listening, you know, if you're here on the spaces with us or if you're listening from the podcast and and we'll, we'll, we will talk to you. We'll meet here Friday after the press conference for sure. Thanks as always, Chris. Thanks everyone. Thanks Uh, man. We will go cards and uh, you know, let's, let's enjoy, let's enjoy these, these next few days. 